Hey guys, welcome to A Mother in the Making. My name is Ashley and I am pregnant with my second child. It was a little bit of a surprise and I was not mentally prepared for it, so I'm taking you through my journey of coping and just letting you know what it's like to go through pregnancy to help other moms out there who are currently pregnant or are trying to conceive and want to know what they're in for. So I hope you enjoy and stick around. Hello, welcome back to Mother in the Making. Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get into where I've been in a little bit, of course, but I'm excited to have a moment to actually record an update with you guys because it last time I talked to you was at 30 weeks and now I am 36 weeks pregnant. I know some of you or quite a few of you have been mess messaging me asking where I've been. Uh, mostly on the couch. I've been doing really well, just super pregnant and chasing a toddler, so it's been busy. But yeah, I'm here to tell you about everything that's happened between weeks 31 and 36, and I do have quite a bit to talk about, so let's get into it. First off, as per usual, the baby, uh, I I say the baby this week, but the baby this month, I guess. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about this because the baby's growth at this point is pretty not exciting. Everything is just like continuing to develop, like the brain and the lungs are growing, uh, baby's growing more fat, but that's kind of it. I am full term next week, which is really exciting. Uh, the baby is the size of a honeydew, or a lion cub, or cotton candy. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Let's get into my symptoms <laughs> the past month. Boy, the third trimester really hits you uh, like a sack of bricks. Like, I thought I was slowing down before, but I am so slow now. Physically, mentally, just everything has slowed down. So I've just been really tired, which is such a common symptom for the third trimester, and it's still my biggest symptom. It's like a different kind of tired though. Like, you know, fatigue has been my biggest symptom the whole time, but I feel like in the first trimester and second trimester, I could get away with like taking a 20 minute nap and that would like bring me back up so I could still do things during Rook's nap, but now, I need to nap, like, Rook's full two-hour nap if possible, otherwise I still feel like trash. Um, today I'm making an exception because I really wanted to record this podcast and so I'm sacrificing my sleep a little bit. Hopefully everything works out still. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically the biggest reason why I haven't been present online is because all morning I spend chasing around a crazy toddler that by the time his nap comes around I pass out and when he wakes up I wake up and then I survive the rest of the afternoon until Josh gets home so like mentally I've been doing really well with it I just you know am acknowledging that I've completely fallen off the face of the earth, uh, social media-wise, anyways. Other symptoms, I it's really similar to my last pregnancy, so it's kind of like nostalgic getting these symptoms again, but I have had hip pain develop over the past few weeks. It's gotten quite significant now where just regular walking is difficult. I'm definitely waddling, not from like so much the imbalance of the belly, uh, but more of just the hip pain. Everything's hard to do. Everything puts me out of breath. 
trying to pick up a toddler is really hard, so that's my main struggle is trying to do this with a child. And I'm that's what makes me excited to not be, or one of the reasons I'm excited to not be pregnant anymore, is so that I can be physically there for Rook, because right now I am physically absent. Like, he needs to be running around, playing, super active, and I just can't be that for him. Um, which, you know, it's just a phase, but that's uh, still not great. I experienced my first leg cramp. Uh, well, like, okay, I've had leg cramps before, but I've always heard of people getting leg cramps in pregnancy. And I was, uh, I bought Rook at one of those Ikea kitten kitchens for his birthday. And I spent two hours assembling it one night. Josh was out of the house. And I put myself in some precarious positions to try and, you know, put it together. And all of a sudden my leg felt horrible. And it wasn't like a leg cramp I've felt before where it's like isolated to like your calf or your... Um, quad or something. It was just like my whole leg felt like trash and stretching made it worse. I just had to lay on the ground for 15 minutes and not move. <laughs> I was like, is this a leg cramp? It feels different, but like that's definitely what it was. So that was interesting. Heartburn has been manageable, especially since stopping uh, sparkling water. I did have it really bad last night. Like I was up I think three or four times in the middle of the night to get a Tums because it was burning. Uh, but that was my own fault because I had Indian food for dinner, which usually never affects me. But, you know, of course, when you got this big belly, um, it's, it's no good. So I'm definitely going to stay off the Indian food <laughs> for the next month because um, that was horrible having to wake up. And then it's, it's so hard to fall asleep when you're pregnant, like fall back asleep. So not ideal. I guess I can talk about that. Sleep has been okay. Sometimes I wake up in the middle, middle of the night to pee. Usually I don't have to. So I'm really thankful for that. But I do get those spells of insomnia, which sucks. And it's not even that like I um, am so uncomfortable I can't sleep. I just something with the hormones right now. Like, if I get woken up in the middle of the night, I have a really hard time falling back asleep. Sometimes I'm up for, like, five hours, which is not ideal. Uh, but, you know, again, it's all just temporary. I've also been getting these shooting pains down my legs. Is that lightning crotch? No, that's in your crotch. Lightning legs, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> I also had this in uh, my last pregnancy and it's just kind of funny because it's such like an, a quick thing that the pain isn't really significant um, so I can laugh at it almost but like I'll just be you know sitting, walking, doing whatever and then I like have this look of panic on my face as this shooting pain goes down my leg and then is gone in an instant. So it always freaks out Josh. <laughs> um, and I remember at the end of my pregnancy, it was so bad that it would like make me collapse. Uh, like slowly, like a slow collapse. So it was, uh, I wasn't a hazard to myself, but it, it's still like hilarious, you know? The baby is still crazy active, which is really fun. Makes me wonder what the baby's gonna be like out of the womb. Like, does that mean I'm gonna have an active child or is it just a pregnancy thing? Or also is it um, my placenta being on the back this time instead of the front? But man, does this kid ever move? I remember with Rook, 
he most of the time was just asleep unless I was laying down, right? Like if I'm up doing things, you're usually rocking the child to sleep. So they just hang out and then you lay down and they start kicking you. This kid, I'll be like trying to unload the dishwasher and he or she, sorry, I just think of the baby as a boy. Um, the baby is like beating me up inside. I'm like, can you just give me a break so I can unload these plates and then you can do whatever you want after that. But like, <laughs> it's so hard to do things while they're rolling around in there. Uh, so those are my main symptoms over the past month. Um, I've, yeah, just mostly been tired and slow. Oh, also no motivation. Did I talk about this already? No, I haven't. Um, I, the, again, this is something I experienced last time and it's kind of nice knowing that it's an actual symptom, but I, I can't find the will to do anything and I'm normally such a getter done kind of person. Like I look around the house at the renos that we want to do and I'm like 0% of me wants to tackle anything. Not that I'm physically able, but I usually still have the drive to get things done and I'm like, Right now, I could live in the house forever in this state and be happy, <laughs> which I know my mindset's going to change on that, but um, along with that work, I really don't feel motivated to do work. Like, I, it's not that bad, but I usually, like, if I had more time on my hands, like, less time with a toddler, I'd be able to get more done, but the little bit of free time that I do have, I don't feel motivated to work. And that's fine because, again, after I have this baby, I know that motivation is going to come right back even though I'm going to have zero amount of uh, physical energy. I will get my mental energy back, so I'm excited about that. All right, now on to some more recent things that have been happening. Um, I, I had an episode of prodromal labor, so that is, uh, false labor is what it's also called, um, and it happened early, like, in my 36th week, which caught me off guard because I, I had it last time a couple times, but I'm pretty sure I was only, like, a week away from my due date at that point, and it wasn't as bad, like, so if you don't know what false labor, prodromal labor is. It's not Braxton Hicks contractions. It is like your body going into labor and then stopping. <laughs> like I heard someone explain it that you don't know if you're in early labor or prodromal labor until it's either progressed to active labor or it's stopped because prodromal labor is real contractions you know, consistent, you know, I was getting them every five minutes, lasting 45 seconds, so, like, not to the point where you would go to the hospital necessarily, but very much, like, early labor, and so it can catch a lot of people off guard because you think you're in labor, uh, but you're not, and so, anyways, last time, last pregnancy, I had it a couple times, but it would be, like, in the middle of the night, you know, 3 a.m. or whatever, for maybe an hour and then I'd fall asleep and it would stop. So it was still interrupting my sleep which was lame and it would get you excited thinking that baby was coming but it was fine. This time again it happened at 36 weeks which was weird. It happened at I think 3 a.m. again it's a very like normal time <laughs> for people to uh, start contracting. Um, but it happened at 3 a.m., woke me up, dealt with some contractions, they were manageable, like I still could just lay in bed and kind of get through it. 
Um, and then I fell back asleep at maybe 4.30 or something. I checked my watch at 1, or not my watch, my phone at a certain point. And then I woke up at 7 and I was still contracting. So, like, obviously not so bad that I couldn't sleep through it. But I figured at 7 I would, um, pull up my contraction app and start tracking them. And, like, you know, it felt like early labor where they were coming on every five six minutes lasting 45 seconds like i said i tracked them for an hour my app even told me like maybe like be prepared to go to the hospital it wasn't telling me to go to the hospital but it was saying like you're going that direction but the whole time i was very suspicious of it like thankfully i wasn't getting excited that you know baby was coming because i've been through labor before i think and I just remember last time my prodromal labor, again, I could handle my contractions laying down in bed, no problem. But then when I actually went into labor, I couldn't lay in bed anymore. I had to go in the living room and like go on the exercise ball on my arms and my knees on the ground and just kind of sway. And I also felt like I had to poop my pants. Like it was a lot more intense. And the fact that it had been, you know, four hours of this and I was still just kind of chilling with these contractions, I'm like, that's suspicious. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Also, I had Rook at 40 weeks. What are the chances of me having this baby at 36 weeks? Like, not even full term yet. So yeah, the combination of that made me just kind of relax through it all. You know, they weren't that painful. Still keeping an eye on it. If they picked up, I would definitely go to the hospital, but at that point, it was fine. And I even, like, got up and started making breakfast for everyone, and every, you know, uh, five minutes, I would just kind of lean on the counter and get through a contraction and then flip an egg. <laughs> um, and then at 10 o'clock, they stopped. So it lasted a long time, 3 a.m. to 10 a.m., but again, they ended. So, yeah, the funny thing is is that prodromal labor doesn't mean anything <laughs> like you would think it means baby's coming soon nope it does uh, apparently help your uterus you know get ready for birth and ripen your cervix apparently if you have a lot of prodromal labor it means that your actual labor is going to go quicker usually not always so i mean i'm not mad about it especially like it was on a weekend so i could take a nap during the day while Josh watched Rook. But yeah, it's just funny. It's like, okay, so I could be dealing with this on a weekly basis for another month and still give birth like after the baby or after my due date, or I could have the baby this week. But that's like the same as always, right? You never know when, <laughs> when the child's coming. So yeah, that was interesting. It freaked Josh out because, you know, he's thinking, obviously I have another month left. And so he was just stressing the whole morning. But yeah, it kind of, it definitely put me in the mindset of like, oh, I should make sure that I am prepared for when this baby comes, but it doesn't mean the baby's coming soon. It's been two days since and I haven't had any contractions, so whatever. I do have my hospital bag packed. I'm still, like, I still need a couple things just in general for, for the baby, but it's like nothing pressing. Like, we have a place for the baby to sleep and we have diapers and wipes, so, you know, it's fine. I definitely feel a lot more relaxed about it this time around than with Rook. I wanted everything 
perfectly prepared. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't be mad if I had prodroma labor again because I know what to expect. I remember being really frustrated with it my first pregnancy because it, it's such a mental game, right? Of like thinking the baby's coming and then the baby doesn't come. When I hit my due date last time, I had a mental breakdown, like a lot of women do, just being upset that the baby wasn't there yet because you're so big, so tired, so over it. And then the next day I gave birth. <laughs> so it's funny how it goes. But yeah, that's one of my big updates. The other update is medically I've had a little hiccup. It's very little, but I still have to respond to it, I guess. So I have always measured like a centimeter small for my fundal height. So that's your, the doctor, in my case midwife, will measure your stomach or your uterus with a, just a measuring tape. And the week that you are should match the amount of centimeters that they measure. So at, you know, 30 weeks, you should be 30 centimeters. Plus or minus two centimeters is what they say because there's, you know, I guess user error or a discrepancy. It's not a perfect system. So with Rook's pregnancy, I always measured a centimeter behind um, ever since, I don't know what it was, like around 30 weeks, the third trimester. I was always measuring a centimeter behind, no big deal. And then at my 30 what was it? At 34 weeks, I measured 33 centimeters. And then at my 36 week appointment, I measured 33 weeks still. So that was a little bit of a concern because they say if you're outside of that two centimeter range, they want to check on baby just to make sure everything's fine. And you know, like any hiccup in pregnancy can get a little worrisome because things can go downhill really fast with babies and you know, pregnancy hormones too. So uh, it was not fun news to get that they wanted to book an ultrasound for me to check on the baby. And you just start thinking of like worst case scenarios, you know? And I also hadn't like heard of this stuff before. So I found a lot of comfort in looking up other people's stories online and people saying like, yeah, I was measuring four centimeters off, but we did an ultrasound and the baby was perfectly normal, perfectly fine. So I'm not stressed anymore about it. And also they couldn't book me an appointment for a week and a half. So, that was comforting knowing like if they were really worried they would send me to the hospital but it's probably fine so they're just booking me at the regular ultrasound clinic so that's coming up in a few days I really do feel like everything's gonna be fine and it is just a precaution especially because baby has been so active so I know that they're doing well in there the concerns they're looking for I'm pretty sure are that the baby is growing still and that I have enough amniotic fluid. So yeah, it's a little hiccup. Uh, I've never had a complication in pregnancy. So I mean, it, I guess even if I have had a complication before, it doesn't make it any better when it happens. Everything is probably fine. I keep telling myself that. My midwife said not to worry about it. I am torn though about getting an ultrasound so late in the pregnancy. At first I was like, oh, how exciting. Like I get to see the baby. But now I'm like, I feel like I'm cheating myself, like opening the present before Christmas day, you know? Like I kind of don't want to see the baby before the baby's ready to come out because I like that surprise. Same kind of reason why we didn't find out the gender. 
So I, I was talking to Josh about it. I don't know. I might actually not even look at the screen and not take photos home because I don't want the surprise ruined. Obviously your baby will look different than what you see on the ultrasound. Like it's a different perspective, but yeah. And also Josh isn't coming to the appointment because it's, you know, during work hours and we didn't feel like he needed to take the time off for it. Uh, so I don't want to be like the one who gets to see the baby early and he doesn't. So I, yeah, I think I'm not going to look funny enough. Yeah. So that's, that's that. My little, my little complication, my little hiccup. <laughs> I'll obviously update you guys after that ultrasound happens. But those are my symptoms. Now let's move on to how I've been doing mentally. Like I said, I've been doing really well. I'm really excited for the baby to come. I'm really excited to not be pregnant anymore. I'm really excited for Rook to have a sibling. I'm feeling so good about the full circle-ness of it, like <laughs> how I felt at the beginning of this pregnancy versus now. I'm really excited that the kids have a two-year age gap. Um, it's gonna be great. More specifically, Rook has gotten both easier and harder lately. As he's gotten older, I feel like he's growing so much, as they do, but such big uh, growth spurts mentally. He's so much more independent. I know I'm always saying that. His vocabulary has been growing so much, and so that makes me, again, very comforted knowing that he is going to be, I don't know, a bit more capable of handling himself when this baby comes. But the part that's been harder is that he has gotten so active. Like, if I don't take him out to run around for an hour in the morning, he is such a grumpy boy because he just wants to run and jump and, like, you know, just get his energy out. And I can't physically keep up with him, so I'm scared to even take him for a walk because if he tries to run away from me, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I've been taking him to, like, closed-in parks, and that's been good. But... Also, if I go out and do something like that, then I'm using up all my energy too. So then I just, you know, get exhausted again. <laughs> uh, but again, this is something that'll be better after I'm not huge anymore. He had his first birthday party a couple weeks ago. And, or not first birthday, second birthday party. Uh, and that was really exciting seeing him play with a bunch of kids like he he sees other kids often enough but I don't know it hit me different this time where it was in our own house usually we go to other people's houses and seeing him how much fun he was having playing with other kids in our home I was like yes like I'm so excited for him to have a sibling to play with obviously it won't be a while until the kid can actually play with Rook but just reassuring all the decisions we've made and like my feelings towards this uh, age gap. I'm really excited. I almost wish that they were a year apart because I feel like Rook could use a one-year-old to play with right now, you know? But then also like that first year would be atrocious. <laughs> I am both ready to have this baby right now and scared for when that actually happens. And it's like your body 
sets you up that way where you're so uncomfortable, you're so tired, you're so over it that you just want the baby out even though that means you lose all your sleep, all your free time, you know, caring for a newborn. Uh, Josh, on the other hand, is like wanting to <laughs> wait out this whole month, which is fair enough because his life isn't being impaired by a baby growing in him. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad if we had a baby at 37 weeks, you know? But at the same time, I'm like, oh, like only a few more weeks of life with my only child and then it's a whole new chapter. I also don't really know what my life is going to look like with two kids. You know, it's like different for everyone and dependent on what kind of baby you have. I have no idea how my work schedule is going to work out because right now, like, I can really only get work done when I have someone to come watch Rook and that's not consistent. I did have someone coming once a month to, or uh, once a week to watch Rook in the morning, and that was huge, and that was really how I was able to keep up with work, but that ha that has stopped happening since. So, I don't know, because, like, daycare is so expensive, I don't know if it makes financial sense to do it. I'm really just gonna, like, assess everything after we've had the kid and see where we're at because I feel very confused on the situation right now. And despite this lack of productivity, I've been really happy. Uh, Rook has been such a joy. Not that he ever isn't, but you know. Um, just really enjoying this phase of, of toddlerhood. He's so silly. I don't know, I'm just settling into life really well, and I don't mind that I haven't really been able to do anything except okay so like I'm still nesting the one thing I have energy for right now is like deep cleaning the house <laughs> especially after that prodromal labor day, uh, morning it was so funny Josh and I were just like deep cleaning and I was like are we gonna address the fact that we're doing this because we think baby's coming tonight and he's like no no promises that baby's coming but like he was in denial he was stressed out but yeah so that's been nice having a clean home and feeling like motivated to do that because i i you know always have liked having a clean home but i often sacrifice that for getting like computer work done but yeah that is where i'm at i'm excited to have this child even though it might not be for another four or five weeks i'm just kind of mentally there i'm not at the point where i'm like get this baby out of me but i'm like yeah like i'm ready for this child whenever they choose to come so thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this uh, month update <laughs> i cannot promise you when i will give you another update but if baby comes soon then i guess it will be a birth story so stay tuned for whatever comes next <laughs> and thanks for sticking around